Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. We're in the middle of a, of a, a five-part series called Unmistakable. Unmistakable. The very first mark of authentic Christianity is unmistakable optimism. We talked about it four weeks ago. You can go on our website, go to savethecowboy.com, click on watch live, and you can go back and, and you can watch all of it. Um, the second mark of authentic Christianity was unmistakable optimism. The third was, uh, oh, I'm sorry, unmistakable optimism, unmistakable success. Last week, we talked about an unmistakable impact on our lives. That's what we do. As Christians, it's gifts that we are given. It's not something that you have to work up to or practice. These are gifts. These are tools that we are given as Christians. But, you know, just like we said last week, I can give you a hammer, but if you put it in the toolbox and never use it, that's not because God didn't give it to you. It's because we're not, we're not using it. Last week, I started a story, and I told you that I, I was... Uh, I was changing jobs, and I was between jobs, and it's the only time in my life that I went for a couple of months, and I'd saved up a bunch of money, and, you know, I was just kind of living it out, but my savings account was dwindling, and I had applied for two jobs, one with an oil field company and one with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and so whenever I went into the Enterprise Rent-A-Car uh, interview, the very, one of the very first questions they asked me, they said, well, do you have a college degree? And I said, yeah, I've got my Ph.D., and they said, really? I said, yeah, the post hole diggers are in the back of the truck. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't, have, I don't have a college degree. I've got a lot of college, but no degree. And they said, well, you have to, be, you have, to have a college degree to, you know, apply for this job. All right. Well, I said, well they're like, well, you're here. Just, we'll, we'll do the interview. You can practice. Well, I'm all about practicing, so my answers changed. You know, I mean, I get a little cocky, you know what I mean? And so anyway, I talked to them. No, it, it, was, it was cool. They were cool people. And, and they said, thanks for coming. I said, thanks for coming. And, and I applied uh, after that interview. I, uh, I was going to Abilene to apply for an oil field job working in an a oil field wholesaler in sales. And uh, on my way, I get a call from Enterprise Rent-A-Card, and they say, hey, we'd like to bring you back for a second interview. What? I said, I don't have a college degree. I know, but they want you to come back. All right, so I go and I apply for the oil field job in Abilene, and it's going to be in Odessa. I just had to drive there for the interview, and, and the guy said, uh, well, what, what, what do you need to, to, to start out? And I said, well, you know, I need about 24000 a year just to pay my bills. He said, well, he said, we need somebody. I'll hire you for that if you want to go to work. I was like, well, you know, I kind of got this deal with Enterprise Rent-A-Car because they was going to start out at 60000 a year, which, you know, that's not much, but, you know, you know, Three years ago when I was 20, that was a lot of money. And uh, anyway, so he said, well, if you don't get that job, holler at me. I was like, all right. So I go to my second interview with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. They said, do you have a college degree? I said, no. They said, we only hire people with college degrees. I said, all right, that's good. So I get up to walk out, and they said, well, since you're here, why don't you just, why don't you just do this? And now it's with the, with the regional manager. He said, if you did get this job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, where would you see yourself in five years? I didn't have anything to lose. I said, telling you what to do. <laughs> he said, excuse me? 
And I said, I didn't stutter. And then I grinned, and I said, you got to get used to me telling you what to do. Like that. And, and he kind of laughed and everything. And, and we had a pretty good interview. And so I walked out of there, you know, I was going to call up McCarty Equipment. And, and it was that afternoon they said, hey, we'd like to bring you back for a third interview. Oh, what? You know, I don't have a college degree. Well, come on in anyway. So I go back for my third interview, and we go through the, I mean, It's the same thing every single time. I don't have a college degree. Well, we only hire people with college degrees. And said, okay, well, I'll leave and I'll stay. And they said, we, we really like you. We're, we're going we're gonna to try to pull some strings. And, you know, we're not offering you a job, but, you know, we, we really like you. Well, that's cool. I like you all too, right? I like your money. <laughs> and so, anyway, time goes. I mean, this, all of this is happening really fast, but, like, Two weeks go by. Well, my savings account is, you know, boy, it's taking a nosedive now. We was just in a slight glide. Now we're kind of <laughs> heading nose down, if you know what I mean. And so, anyway, I, I'm like, I call them. I was like, hey, man, have y'all decided? Because I got another job offer, and I'm going to go to work if, if, if y'all ain't. No, just be, be patient. Be patient. This is the store manager. No, man, I really liked you, man. You just be patient. You be patient. All right. Another week goes up. Three weeks after the third interview goes by and I'm going to Fort Stockton, Texas where, where my, my dad lived and I'm going to keep my, my, my little sisters. I, they needed to go do something and I didn't have a job. So anyway, I'm driving down and all of a sudden, man, I just have one of those feelings. You need to just call and just take that job, the oil field job. You need a job because for all, I haven't talked to them in a month. And so I called up, and I called McCarty Equipment in Abilene, Texas. Somebody answered the phone. I asked to talk to Mr. McCarty. They put Kelly on the phone, and I said, Mr. McCarty, he said, my name's Kelly. I said, this is Kevin Weatherby. I interviewed with you about that Odessa job uh, about a month ago. He goes, yeah, Kevin, I remember you. I said, sir, if you'll hire me, I'll do you a good job. He said, when do you want to start? I said, I can be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. He said, be there at 7.30. I said, yes, sir. I don't get 20 miles down the road. And my cell phone rings. Hello? Hey, Kevin, this is Chip at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. How are you doing? Good, Chip. How are you? Good. Hey, buddy, you ready to go to work? Uh, no. What do you mean, no? I said, dude, I just took a job like 10 minutes ago. He said, what job? I said, the oil field job. He said, how much are they going to pay you? I said, $24,000 a year. He said, we're going to start you at 60. Call them back. Nah, Chip, I can't do that. He said, why not? I said, I just said 10 minutes ago that if he would hire me, I would do a good job for him. He said, you haven't started. We're talking about, you know, what's 60 minus 25, whatever that $45,000 or $35,000 difference, right? Yes, yeah, Texas math. <laughs> We're just optimistic. It's that, it's, that, it's that unmistakable optimism is what it is. That's why we've had two calves. We got what four calves, right? <laughs> Just optimistic, optimistic. Yeah, we've only pulled fifty percent of them, and uh, so I, I was like, "He's like, man, we're talking about thirty-five thousand dollars difference." I said, "Chip, let me tell you something." I said, "My integrity's worth more than thirty-five thousand dollars." He said, "You've got to be kidding me." I said, "I'm not." I hung up the phone. I thought I was going to throw up. I seriously did. I thought I was going to throw up. And I don't even remember the rest of the drive to Fort Stockton. And I go walking in like, a, like, you know, like I was off the, the walking dead. <sighs> Dad's like, what's the matter with you? I said, I just turned down $35,000. He goes, what do you mean? And I told him the story. He goes, call him back. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And he goes, son, I'm proud of you. Ring. Cell phone. Hello? Kevin? Yes. 
This is Dan, regional manager, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Hey, Dan. He said, heard you're not going to go to work for us. I said, no, sir. He said, why? I said, I told that guy that I'd go to work for him, and you know, he gave me a shot, and I kept calling y'all. I kept calling you, and you just kept putting me off, putting me off, putting me off. And I told him just you know, an hour ago or whatever it was that, that I would do him a good job if he hired me. He said, how much they paid you? I said, 24000 a year starting out. He said, I'll raise it to seventy five. Seventy-five thousand. He said, I want you now more than I did, and I wanted you in the beginning. You there, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it, Dan. I can't do it. He said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, no. I, I said, I can't. I said, I can't explain it, but, you know, when I needed him, he took a chance on me, and I gave him my word, and I have to stand by that. And he said, even if it costs you that much money, I said, even if it costs me that much money. Unmistakable. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 17, the Apostle Paul says this, Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. One more time. Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. Unmistakable integrity. That is the fourth mark of authentic Christianity. I told you already that, that number one was unmistakable optimism. Number two was unmistakable success. Number three was unmistakable impact that we make on people's lives of God working through us. And the fourth is unmistakable integrity. Hey, pardon me for just a second. We're fixing to hit the back side of this pasture, so it's time to step off and cinch them up. While we're down here, I want to see if you can help us out. We really do need a hand in this ministry, and the fact that you're listening right now means that you're riding with us. All you have to do is text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977, and you can help us out in less time than it would take to pull your rope down. Again, text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. Thanks for the hand, pards. So we've identif I've identified three. This is not an all-inclusive list, but these are the three things in that one verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. There are three things in there that tell us what unmistakable integrity looks like. The very first thing, let me read it again. Unlike so many, right? Remember those three words. Unlike so many. We do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary. The first mark of unmistakable integrity is you've got to be different. Christians are different. You know, one thing that, that if you can't, if I have to tell somebody that I'm a, that I follow God, I'm not doing my job. They should be able to see it in our lives. Do we live like everybody else is living? You can't do things the way the world does and, and be somebody different at the same time. 
I mean, the, the mark of integrity, you, you know people that have integrity. They stand out. We have that ability to speak the truth. We have that ability to be different than everybody else. Everything in this world is sick and tired. But see, somebody with unmistakable integrity is strong and alive. We have to be different if we are going to stand out and let the light of God shine through us. People with integrity are different. You know, I, I always, this is one way that, that I like to say this. Those that ride for God, we're not better than anybody else. And if you think you are, we need to have a talk. People that ride for God are not better. We're just different. And people notice that. How, how do you conduct yourself? How, how, do you, how do you relate to other people? Do, do we just take care of those people that are like us? Do we only, are we only nice to the people that are nice with us? Because see, here's the deal. This world will teach you to be a mirror. You treat me nice, I'll treat you nice, right? You jump on me, expect me to jump back, cowboy. That's the way the world teaches. But Jesus says, don't do that. Don't just treat others like they treat you. Be different. Somebody treats you bad, treat them good. I mean, as Jesus was being nailed to a cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We have to be different. And you know what? If you will look down into your heart, you've always known that there was something different about you. It wasn't what the world said you might have been different about. This was God calling you. This was God wanting to work through in your life. In James 1.27, it's kind of like our little family's verse. James 1.27 says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You want to talk about being different? You want to have integrity? You know, it, and, 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 I mean, you see it right here. Integrity. It's one of the core cowboy values. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of core in a lot of cowboys. But it is a gift from God. It is an unmistakable gift from God when we truly decide to follow Christ. When we ride for God, we're not better. We just do things different. And people notice. That's the first mark of unmistakable integrity is that you're different. You've known you were different. Now embrace that difference and become who God called you to be. The second mark of unmistakable integrity is that we are not in it for personal profit. And that's what, that's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity like those that are sent from God. Here's the deal. If you're at church, if you decided to give your life to God to see what you could get out of it, you know what you're going to get out of it? Nothing. That's why so many people fall away, because they hear people say, oh man, if you just come to Christ, you know, everything's going to be better and you'll be healed, and yet there's people dying of cancer. When, when, you, when you decide to follow God and you're only in it for what you can get out of it, you're going to fall away very, very quickly. We don't follow God in order to be happy. We are happy because we follow God. It is not the reason that we follow God. It is the outcome of following God. A cowboy isn't happy because what he gets out of life. He is happy because of what he gives 
of his life. Friday, we had 12 calves to doctor, and a few of us got together, and then the Gordon family showed up from Oregon, and we went out there, and unfortunately, we had to rope these calves. I mean, Ty, Ty haven't, hasn't saved enough money for his calf shoot or his calf table yet, right? And, and we had to rope these calves. But the reason that we roped them is, is so that we could give them medicine so that it would make them stronger. Even though we had a good time, that was not why we were doing it. We were doing it so that Steve and his family would do the groundwork. Not really. We were doing it to take care of it. And you want to know, you want to talk about one of the most awesome days in, in the world? Me, me and Ty, we just always go, we have the greatest life ever. So we go out and we have to rope calves, head and heal them, and sometimes we missed. And I actually caught the same one that we'd already done by mistake, so we had to rope it again. And that was a very unfortunate incident right there. And um, so we're doing all that, and then Meg calls and she says, the second Save the Cowboy heifer is calving right now, and we got to pull the calf. So what do we do? We finish up real quick, and we head over. Ty's on one chain, and I'm on the other, and we pulled the second calf that saved the cowboy at the Long X Ranch. Awesome, right? And then we went and ate pizza. Pizza. Get with me after, I'll write that out for you so you can practice it at home. Stand in front of the mirror and say, pizza. I mean, who gets to do that, right? But, but make no mistake about it, as good as that sounds, we wasn't doing it so that, so that we could say, look at us. It was all about giving. It was all about taking care of those calves. It was about taking care of that cow and, and, and watching that calf come out and, and watching him take his first breath and, and, and being with friends and, and, and new friends. We're not in it for personal profit. Make no mistake about it. We profit immensely, but that's not the reason that we do things. We give ourselves. It's all about giving. In Colossians 3.12, Paul once again says, Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And there's more. It goes on. But none of that is about you. See, the only time it was about you was when Jesus hung on the cross. It was about you. But then he turned around and he said, be imitators of me. You now make it about other people. It's not about us. We do not peddle the word of God for personal profit. The first mark of unmistakable integrity is that we're different. The second mark of unmistakable integrity is that we don't do it for personal gain. It's not about us. You can spot a counterfeit Christian pretty quick because it's all about them, all about them, all about them. And the third mark of unmistakable integrity Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity. A sincere man will tell you the truth even if it's not what you want to hear. And that's real tough. It's tough to say and it's tough to hear. It's awesome when you can find somebody that will tell you the truth, whether you like to hear it or not. It's not as nice to be on the receiving end of that, but I have been. But man, you want to talk about somebody, if you want to grow, learn to be sincere on both sides of it. 
speaking it and hearing it. Unmistakable integrity, the third mark is sincerity. He speaks as if God is standing before God himself. He's not out to please man. John Wayne said this, I suppose my best attribute, if you want to call it that, is sincerity. People can easily believe I'm a cowboy because that's who I really am. Who are you? Are, are, are you somebody different at home than you are in a crowd? Are you somebody different with your spouse than you are with your friends? Are you somebody different with your friends than you are your son with your daughter? Who are you? Are you a sincere person? Are you full of honesty? Be who God made you to be, not some fake person with a mask running around. Matthew 12, 34. If I was to ask, if somebody was to ask me, what is the scariest verse in the Bible? This is my vote. Scariest verse in the Bible right here. Out of your mouth flows the true nature of your heart. See, out of God's mouth, the words he spoke in the beginning was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. See, God's word became human flesh, and his name was Jesus Christ. What would your word look like if it was made flesh? I'm sorry to say, but most of the time mine would be sickly and not very, not very good looking. But I'm trying to change that. Out of your mouth flows the true nature of your heart. We got to watch what we say. We got to watch who we are. We got to watch how others perceive us. Not because that we're out to please them, but because we are doing this as if we are standing before God. Unmistakable integrity. You have it if you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Remember, Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men alive. You feel dead inside? There's only one way, and that's to accept Jesus Christ. And honestly, it's not about you anymore. It's about giving your life to other people. The three marks of unmistakable integrity. Number one, you've got to be different. Are you different? Embrace that difference. Let others see that you are different and want what you have. And then you will be able to be a missionary. And you will be able to tell them that it's God's Son that lives in your life that has made such a difference in your life. And we're not doing it for profit. We're not doing it so that people will, hey, look at us, look at us, look at us, look at us. As a matter of fact, me, Ty, George, my wife, everybody in here that has a hand in spreading the gospel, it's never look at us. You know what it is? It's look at him. I got told this week that somebody had said that it had become the Kevin and Ty show at Save the Cowboy. That's okay. That's okay. I put about this much stock in that saying because if you were listening at all, you would have heard us tell you about Jesus Christ because it's not look at us. We use ourselves as illustrations because the only people I'm going to make fun of is me and Ty. I'm not going to make fun of y'all. I poke fun at myself, right? But make no mistake about it. We are not up here so you can look at us. We are up here so we can say, look at God. Unmistakable integrity. Be different. We do not peddle the word of God for profit. And the third is we're sincere. Are you? Where are you in your life right now? 
just like George said, God is inviting us to partake on an adventure that will not only change your life, but will change so many others around you. Do you have the guts to tow that stirrup, swing a leg into the saddle, and ride off, not into where you want to be, but where God wants you to go? Let's go to him in prayer. God, we thank you so much for your message today. God, it is in days like this that we can so feel your Holy Spirit. God, lead us and guide us in everything we do. And, and God, I know that you were, you were speaking through George this morning, that that person out there, that, that they feel it in their heart and they've just been fighting against it, God. Just tear down those walls of fear and those walls of doubt. God, so that they can give their lives over to you, not for personal gain, but so that they be can become a lighthouse on a hill, so that they can become different, so that they can learn the truth and be sincere. God, give us all the guts to ride for you, not just on Sunday mornings, but especially Monday through Saturday, each and every day, doing everything as if, as if unto you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us for another clinic. Before you ride off, we have a special gift for you. Save the Cowboy has a brand new app available for iPhones and Android smartphones and tablets. You never have to miss another message, and we've thrown even more stuff in. There's a Bible, our full unedited clinics, Cowboy devotionals, videos. You can even order our books or call and talk to me. That's a ton of stuff that will keep you riding right beside the Lord for years to come. Please download it by searching your app store for Save the Cowboy, and don't forget to lend us a hand if God has blessed you and you like what we're doing. Just text Save the Cowboy to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. For Save the Cowboy, I'm Kevin Weatherby. Stay out of the wire.